What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review, and I'll shout you out in the next episode. Do you want even more content? Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at KDJTV611, or follow me on Twitch, subscribe to me on YouTube. The handles are the same. It's KDJTV. But without further ado, I know why you guys are here. Let's go play some ball. Podcast. It's your boy Kenny, uh, aka KDJ TV, as we have officially begun streaming on Twitch. Yes, uh, Friday was the first one, guys. We are several days removed from it. Um, I had a phenomenal time. Uh, it was hard to get set up, admittedly, because I made several mistakes along the way. Um, but we did it. We're here. We're live streaming on Twitch. We streamed for a little over four hours Friday night. Um, the chat was popping with, you know, 11 people. And doesn't sound like a lot, but for my first stream with 11 people, obviously a lot of people I knew. Um, we had a great time, man. So much fun. Uh, I'm recording Monday evening at 5.15 p.m. That's what time it is now. I'm going live at 6.30 p.m. So you won't know this, obviously, until tomorrow when you listen to this episode. But we're going to be going live every couple days. Um, It's hard for me to put together a streaming schedule right now just because work is very busy. So I cannot always guarantee that I'll be able to abide by the schedule. Obviously, I'd like to. But because I know I can't, I'm not going to provide a hard and fast schedule right now. What I can do is say that I will be live several times per week, hopefully two to three. We're going to have a great time. I'll make sure I can always stream at least for a few hours. Um, and we'll do a bunch of stuff because 21 is coming. We are, what day is it even? Days are not, not a thing anymore. April 5th. We're 11 days. Well, when I'm recording for you, 10 days from the pre-order early access to MLB the show 21. I took the day off from work. Guys, we're going to have a great time. I cannot wait. We're probably going to stream that whole day. That entire day. I will probably be live, uh, or a good good chunk of it, streaming that game. Um, it took a long time to get my Twitch set up, like I said. Uh, more so my Streamlabs. I shouldn't say my Twitch. It took, it took a lot of time to get Streamlabs set up. Shout out to my friend Perry, who I don't think listens to this podcast, which is okay because he's not a baseball person. But shout out to my my buddy Perry, who went through many FaceTime calls and many Google Meets and many screen shares and many video chats um, and a Twitch live stream test run that just he was a part of just to make sure everything worked, man. And it worked flawlessly. Um, You know, I had kind of detailed my issues with you guys um streaming from my macbook pro which i have now learned was a dumb 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 decision won't be a problem we have anymore because i'm on a gaming pc now which was an investment admittedly but i love it everything works the way it should Uh, i'm actually recording this podcast on the gaming pc so this is the first time i'm recording this podcast on something that's not my mac so apologies if anything sounds different i know i say that like all the time but we're trying something new here, recording on a different software, because obviously I don't have GarageBand on a Windows. I'm using Audacity. So I'm going to learn. I'm going to play with it. I've used Audacity in the past, but it was years ago. So I just have to get myself up to speed. Um, 
But basically, this gaming PC is going to be my hub of content. And boy, oh boy, is the content coming. Um, baseball card openings will continue to exist, uh, you know, as I'm able to acquire cards, because buying them retail right now is essentially impossible. So as I receive them, we will open them uh, on YouTube, and we will label them as such. Um, live streams are coming, like I said, and with the live streams, we will be putting gameplay videos on YouTube. Uh, I will be recording my first gameplay video on the, on stream tonight. Um, in honor of Shohei Otani, uh, uh, excuse me, I'm dumb. Uh, in honor of Shohei Otani just being an absolute superhuman, I just paid a million stubs to get his 94 overall rookie of the year card, and uh, we're gonna see if we can pitch well and hit a ding dong in a ranked seasons game tonight. So that will be a video that goes up this week. Um, assuming again, I'm still learning Twitch and Streamlabs. So assuming I did everything correctly and Twitch saves my vods. I'll make this happen. So, again, uh, learning curve, apologies, but we're going to do our best we can. Um, another update to the streams coming. I bought myself a stream deck. I didn't buy the Super Mega one. I bought Elgato's, like, I guess midsize uh, stream deck, so we're going to have some fun sounds if I, again, can learn how to use it. Uh, that should be actually arriving today, meaning when you're listening to it, so Tuesday, um, and I will have that set up before 21. And... We're a streamer now, so hooray. Uh, <laughs> not a full-time streamer. That's probably never going to happen just because I enjoy my job that I work uh, in real life. But hey, maybe if we can connect in the community and have a good time and play some games together, it'll be worth it. I play this game enough anyway. Might as well uh, interact with all of you while doing it. So thank you guys because I know I've said this before, but without the... I don't want to say the success of this podcast because... We're not a big podcast, but because of the reception of this podcast from the people in the community who have reached out to me, um, it's given me the the confidence and the uh, the direction to grow myself a little bit from more than just this podcast. Why we're doing the YouTube stuff, why we're doing Twitch stuff, um, gives me a hobby. I already play the game, but now I'll be like playing the game productively, if that makes sense. Uh, at least the way I look at it, it's productively, and big things coming. Um, so thank you guys for being part of the journey, being a big part of the journey. And I'm excited to experience MLB The Show 21 with all of you. Hopefully the game is not utter dog shit. So that brings me to the subject of uh, today's podcast. Like last week's, probably won't be super long. You know, there isn't a ton to talk about as of now until... The game actually drops, and then we'll have episodes that I probably have to shorten, because we'll have tons to talk about, especially frustrations. Early frustrations will certainly be a thing. Um, but what we're going to talk about is the new 42 series introduced in MLB The Show. First of all, if you guys haven't seen the card art, Chef's Kiss, beautiful. The card art is gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. It's sleek. It's simple. It's got the big 42 in the background to honor Jackie Robinson, of course. But it's just simplistic. And I think we've we've seen over the years, the simpler the better. Like, I look at the award series now. I'm staring at the Shohei Otani card. And it's just the black background with the gold trim and the gold lettering. It just And the player just pops right in the middle. It's just so clean. I think simple and clean is, not to quote a Kingdom Hearts song, simple and clean. But I think simple and clean is the way to go with this card art. Um, there's no need to go crazy. Let the player speak for itself. And that is certainly the case on the 42 series. Um, we know the, the designers at 
San Diego studio have been knocking stuff out of the park the past few years, specifically in 20, and now it looks like starting 21 off on the right foot as well. Uh, so this is not a surprise that the card art looks good. I'm just pointing out the fact it does, in fact, look very good. Um, so with the 42 series, they revealed the first five legends um, during last Thursday's feature premiere, which I think was about March to October in Franchise. I know a lot of people were upset about that stream, uh, upset that Franchise is still not online, upset that Franchise is seemingly no different. I mean, I'm not a Franchise guy, so I, I listened to the premiere just to see the legends revealed. Turns out there were no new legends, just the 42 series, which is fine. Um, so I didn't really, like, glean a lot from Franchise. I don't know what's different. It's just not my, not my bag. Um, but in that stream, they revealed the first five legends from the 42 series that will be available in the pre-order choice packs that you get when you pre-order the game. There will be ten legends available in those choice packs. They just revealed the first five. I believe the next five are coming this upcoming Thursday in the feature premiere. So, a couple more days. Um, now, important to note, if you pre-order the game, the Jackie Robinson edition, you get one choice pack. If you, like like what I did, pre-order the digital deluxe edition, you get two choice packs. So, that's what I'll be getting, two choice packs. Uh, the first five legends they revealed are, fittingly, Jackie Robinson, Ken Griffey Jr., Willie Mays, Mariano Rivera, Bob Gibson. They didn't reveal overalls, so that's still a bit of a surprise. This is just conjecture on my part. I don't think they're going to be super juiced. I think we're looking at, like, 87, maybe we'll say, like, 86 to 89. I don't think they're going to touch 90. I think they're going to be like the low diamond versions of all the guys that are going to get 99s later on. Because look at the list. Jackie, Griffey, Mays, Rivera, Gibson. They all had 99s this year. They'll all have them again. These won't be those cards, though. These are going to be your just starting out Diamond Dynasty diamonds. I think it's that simple. Uh, I don't think they've ever really given us a 99 anything off the rip. You can get Kluber early this year. You got Kershaw early last year, but not off the rip. This is literally going to be you open the game. You play the stupid game in the beginning to load everything into the system. You know, that game against the computer between the World Series champions. And then, boom, once the game loads, you have these choice packs, you open them up. We're not getting 99s from that. Uh, an extension now. We learned this, I believe, Sunday. Easter Sunday they dropped some news, which I was a little surprised at. But the 42 series is going to be the first team affinity season. Last year it was face of the franchise. This year it's 42 series. Now, they said it's going to be one current day player from each team. Based on the fact that it's Jackie Robinson's series, based on the fact of just all the social unrest of the past year, based on a lot of things, it will most likely be a player of some sort of diversity from each team. And I'm fine with that. Take a look at the best players in baseball. And a large percentage of them are not Caucasian. Caucasian. White. They're not white. And that's fine. There's Obviously, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I saw some conversation about this being strange, that all the players might be people of color. I don't know why people care. It doesn't matter. They're, they're baseball players. You know, who, They're baseball players. End of the day. Who, who cares? Um, so we're going to get one current day player from each team um, on Monday when I'm recording. They said they were going to reveal three teams. The Cubs, the Orioles, the Diamondbacks. Well, as of this recording, it's now 527. I'm going to check again, actually, before I shoot myself in the ass here. 
Um, it does not look like they revealed the Diamondbacks yet. They did not. So, But they did reveal the Cubs and Orioles. For the Cubs, it's going to be Jason Hayward. Nice, glitchy right-handed, uh, left-handed swing against right-handed pitchers. And then for the Orioles, Anthony Santander. I believe I said that right. Shane Payne corrected me on stream uh, on Friday. I had been saying Santander like a white person, but apparently that's not correct. Um, Santander, I think. But that's another glitchy card, switch-hitting bat. Easily attainable early Diamond Dynasty card that's probably going to rake for a lot of people. So excited for that. The Diamondbacks, I'm trying to guess. I mean, I guess it would be Cattell Marte, another glitchy switch-hitting bat. Um, let's look at the Diamondbacks roster right now, actually. Let's pull it up. I, w- I would imagine it's it's got to be Diamondbacks depth chart. Um, this is what it's called, doing it live. Uh, Joaquin Soria, probably not. He hasn't been there very long. Trouble Cabrera hasn't been there very long. Eduardo, all right, it could either be Eduardo Escobar or a David Peralta is a good option. I'd love a David Peralta. Juiced one right off the rip. I love David Peralta. Uh, or Cattell Marte. It's going to be Cattell Marte, David Peralta, or Eduardo Escobar. And I would lean Cattell Marte right now because he is the best player on the team. Um, yeah, so I'm a big fan of the series. I think it's great to give us free diamonds early on, or at least a couple free diamonds early on if you pre-order. Uh, I don't know how the rest will be attainable. Obviously, Team Affinity is going to be these guys, but I'm talking choice packs now. The choice pack players that you don't select will probably be attainable some way, whether it's over, like, I don't know, the the experience bar. Um, I'm sure you could purchase them off the market. They might be a little expensive in the beginning, so you just hold off on those. But this is also so. this is also for new players. If there are any new players listening to this podcast or Xbox players listening to this podcast, first of all, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, tell all your friends about me. But don't... So, all right. There's conflicting views on this. In the beginning of the game, it's important to save as many cards as possible for your collection reward that comes a few months in. This month, that collection... Or this year, rather, MLB 20... The collection reward was 99 MVP Mike Trout, which is still a top three card, top three hitter, hitting hitting card in this game. Some people were able to complete that collection within a couple hours. Some people were able to complete the collection in a week or so. Some people needed a few months because it requires you to stockpile 10, sometimes 15 cards from multiple different card series that San Diego Studios releases throughout the year. And now to do that, you've got to get experience, you got to rip packs, you got to keep you got to keep everything. The other side of the coin, and I see both sides. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I see both sides of the coin. The first thing you should try to do is complete your live series collection. That can be very difficult because usually Mike Trout, Jacob DeGrom, Cody Bellinger, this year Juan Soto, probably Tatis. They're going to be very high diamonds. They're going to be very expensive off the market. So there's another strategy where you just focus on one team at a time. I'm a Yankees fan. Let's just say the Yankees. Speaking of, Garrett Cole will probably be expensive as well. So let's just say we're going to focus on the Yankees. Every single live series card I pull, if it's not a Yankee, I sell it. Complete the Yankees. 
Move on to the Rays. Sell everything that's not a Ray. Complete the Rays. This includes if you rip cards that are from a series other than live series. For example, the 42 series. Now, I don't think the first stage of Team Affinity is going to be sellable. Similar to how this year you could not sell Team Affinity until, I believe, stage 3. I think that was the right move. I don't know if that's going to change. They haven't said anything about that yet. But those Diamond Choice players will probably be sellable. So you, at minimum, could get a free 10,000 stubs just by quick-selling those two pre-order choice packs. You'll probably get a little more because it's, you know, the first day of the game. But at minimum, if you quick-sell them, you'll get 10,000 free stubs. 10,000 free stubs doesn't really help you get those high diamonds, but it does help you get some of those golds or silvers. Um, So, like I said, there's two sides to this coin. I don't quite know what I'm going to do, but I will at some point be collecting all of them because you know you're going to need them. Uh, The collection reward this year is probably going to be killer. Just look at all the stuff they've unleashed already, and they haven't even announced all the legends. Like, Hank Aaron could very well be the live series reward. He also could be the big boy collection reward. So could Roberto Clemente. Um, you never know. They could do what they did this year and give us, like, a, a 99 juiced Bellinger. Um, or a 99 juice. They could, I mean, they won't do Trout again, but, like, they could, they could give us a 99 Soto. They could do anything. They could do so many things. But I think it's going to be a banger. The content is only getting better. They've already showed us it's only getting better. And I cannot wait to see it. Um, so that's, that's my riff on the 42 series. I'm excited to see where they go from here. That was also just a little brief explanation to potentially new listeners or new players or people who haven't played the game in a while and are wanting to come back into the game. Um, but right now we're going to take a moment here. You know what we're going to do. We're going to hear from our friends of the show. First off, Thrive Fantasy. I'm very excited to be working with Thrive Fantasy again this MLB season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app based around the player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research like those other DFS apps because it only asks you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. To play MLB games on Thrive Fantasy, choose 5 out of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on how likely it is to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points possible and you can win a share of the prize pool. If you're looking to play games and make some money during the MLB season, use promo code THESHOWTHEPOD. That's promo code THESHOWTHEPOD when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy today and you'll receive an instant bonus, instant $20 bonus, excuse me, on your first deposit of $20 or more. Also, head to blog.thrivefantasy.com to see uh, stories from me on baseball players you should pick to play tonight or NBA players when I do NBA posts. So look out for my byline and take my advice. I'll make you money. Hopefully. Can't guarantee it, of course, but I usually come close. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or by the Play Store or by going online to www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Also, another friend of the show, a newer friend of the show, Dugout Creative. Do you like shirts? Do you like cool shirts? Do you like shirts that add life and personality to the game of baseball? Then Dugout Creative is the place for you. At Dugout Creative, you can find super soft, super vibrant shirts, hoodies, and short sleeve hoodies that help you show your fandom and love for the game. This is not just baseball. Basketball as well. I believe football as well. With code KDJTV, you can get 15% off your entire order. 
That's right. Use code KDJTV and get 15% off your entire order by shopping at DugoutCreative.com. Dugout Creative. Be curious, be adaptable. Reading that tagline just makes you want to go there and check out what shirts they have, because I'm curious, I'm adaptable. Um, Aren't we all? A good person should be adaptable. So, I don't really know what else to talk about, guys, but I do want to talk some more, because I feel like I haven't really given you guys a ton lately, and I feel bad. Um, Let's talk about opening weekend. Baseball's back, friends. I'm so happy. Uh, The Yankees hit like dog doo-doo. And they're one and two right now. That's, I mean, whatever. It's early. It doesn't really count. It counts, I shouldn't say that, but it doesn't really matter. Um, My big takeaway from their opening weekend was that they lost the season opener. First of all, because they deserve to. They hit terribly with runners in scoring position. They pitched well, but they hit terribly with runners in scoring position. My gripe is Rob Manfred's a moron. So, starting extra innings with a runner on second base still remains the dumbest idea in the history of baseball. So, let me paint you a picture. Yankees and Blue Jays going to extras tied. In the 10th inning, a fella takes second base. I believe it was Davis, I think. Nick Nelson comes onto the mound. Nick Nelson is a young Yankees pitcher who doesn't have a ton of exposure at the major league level, has pretty good stuff. Not that I'm not confident in him, but you're automatically setting setting him up to fail um, by entering him into a game with a runner on second that's not his fault. And I'm not blaming this on Aaron Boone. These are the circumstances. These are everybody's circumstances. First batter's Randall Gritchick. Randall Gritchick hits this little, like, dinky opposite field flare to right field, and... I don't know if Judge misplayed it necessarily. He didn't play it well, but I think the sun was a factor. He just he didn't make a play on the ball great. And Gritchick ends up hitting a double, which of course means the fella from second scored. Nick Nelson, who like I said has good stuff and throws hard and everything moves, proceeds to strike out the side. In a normal circumstance, in theory, it would have just been a runner stranded on second with three strikeouts. No harm done. Instead, the Blue Jays get rewarded for not doing anything, and Nick Nelson, I guess technically speaking, gets hit with a loss. Wins and losses don't always matter for pitchers specifically, but a young pitcher with good stuff gets put into an unwinnable situation and now gets an L on his resume for something he didn't deserve. Not great. And then... To play the opposite side of the coin, the Yankees then had the same opportunity. They came up with a runner on second base in the bottom of the 10th, and they did not score him. I don't even think they moved him off the base. That's their fault. I totally get it. I'm not complaining that the Blue Jays got the upper hand. I know that's not the case. I'm just complaining in general that that rule should not exist. For the Yankees, for the Blue Jays, for the Orioles, for the Red Sox, for anybody. That's a dumb rule. I understand the efforts to speed baseball along. I personally don't think it needs to be sped along. I think it's fine just the way it is. But I understand. I think that's not the rule. You know, could that game technically have gone 15 innings and ruined both bullpens on opening day? Sure. Probably could have. But that's baseball. It's what it always has been. I'm not a traditionalist. I think things can change. I think the DH should be in the National League. 
I think there should be some sort of system to challenge balls and strikes. I don't necessarily know if Robot Umps is the play, but Angel Hernandez should not have authority over a game is what I'm saying. There needs to be a checks and balances system. Um, I just think runner on second's exceptionally dumb. This is not Juco baseball. This is not Little League. This is the majors. You know, they shouldn't be handed a free win, nor should the Yankees have been handed a free win if their roles were reversed. Would I have taken the win? Sure. Are Blue Jays fans taking the win? Of course. Within the current scope of the rules, them's the rules. So they won. I just, I am not at all a fan. I think it's a dumb, dumb, dumb rule. And so now, an extension of this, is this going to be a rule in MLB The Show? If we're playing ranked and we go into extra innings, is there going to be a guy on second base? Lord, I hope not. I hope not. Because you know that's that run's going to score. You know it'll probably even score on a homer. So I just, not a fan. Don't like the rule. Would like it to go away. I don't think it will, but I hope it does. Um, it just, it really bothers me that that can dictate the outcome of the game. Uh, other takeaways from opening weekend or opening week. Um, as I said earlier on, Shohei Otane is a, is a dumb man. He is, holy crap. He is going to mess around and win an MVP or two. Um, he is, CC Sabathia said this and he got shit on. He's not wrong. Shohei Otani is the most talented player in baseball. He's not the best hitter, or is he the best pitcher, but he is the best player who can do both at an above-average level, and that automatically makes you the best player in baseball. It's not close. There isn't a single other player in this league who can do what he can at the plate and on the mound. Uh, Brandon McKay is a two-way player. He's not Shohei Otani. He's not. You know, um, who's it? Michael Lorenzen on the Reds. Likes to mess around in the batter's box. He's a fine hitter. It's not Shohei Otani. There isn't another player like him. There might not ever be another player like him. You talk about Babe Ruth doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to take away from Babe Ruth. Like, how am I going to... He probably wasn't a good person, I've heard, but, like, whatever. He was playing against, like, bank tellers and, and like, restaurant hosts. Like, they weren't real athletes. They were just guys who played baseball on the side. They're not real baseball players. Babe Ruth excelled at his time because he was ahead of his time. Shohei Otani is now ahead of his time, but he's playing against guys who are throwing the ball 100 miles an hour. That's a difference. And he's playing against hitters who can catch up to 100 miles an hour. He hit a ball yesterday that was like at his shoulders, and he hit it 451 feet, and it was like 115 off the bat. And then in the first inning, he threw like a 99.9 mile per hour pitch. Do you understand how stupid that is? And he was hitting, I think he was hitting second. A pitcher hasn't hit second since like the early 1900s. We're witnessing like legendary status. And you just hope that he stays healthy enough to do both for as long as possible. Also, selfishly, I really want another very good card of Shohei Otani's in MLB The Show 21. And I want him to be rated more than 94. I think they only made him a 94 because they wanted to, like, the in 20, I mean. They only made him the 94 because otherwise it would be too godly. And they released him so late, which I was annoyed by. But God, a tops now, Shohei Otani. Oh, he'd be in everyone's Diamond Dynasty teams, like, instantly. Instantly. And tops now cards are so easy to get. At least they were in 21, or in 20. I keep getting all these numbers confused. In MLB The Show 20, they were easy to get. I would assume they'd be easy to get again. I hope so. 
Uh, and Topps Now cards should start coming out sooner than they did last year because baseball didn't come back last year for a while. Um, so Shohei Otani's a dude. He's basically not real. Um, he's a fake human being who is a super god at everything. Takeaway number three. The final takeaway before we end uh, this episode of the show, the podcast. Because I have to go stream. 45 minutes till I'm live. Um, again, please check out my Twitter, KDJTV611, to find out when I'm going live. Uh, but final takeaway. The Orioles aren't good. They're 3-0, and but they are not good. Don't get confused. I've, I know... I don't hope no one's getting confused, but, like, they beat up on a Red Sox team that's dog water. Um, I have friend, I live in Baltimore, so I have friends who are avid Orioles fans, which is fine. I don't, you know, that's their team. Uh, they're like World Series or bust now. We're 3-0, and and I'm like, look at your roster. The Yankees, like, AAA team is better than your Major League roster. Like, come on. Big Trey Mancini guy, I hope he does well. Your team's not good. Um, <laughs> there's no talent on the roster. There's l- no talent anywhere. Bring up Adley Rutschman. Like, why are we waiting? Like, it's a different discussion. But all I'm getting at is, really, the moral of the story here, it's not just an attack on Orioles fans. Let's not take the first, like, couple weeks of the year too seriously. Teams are still feeling it out. Players are still getting their legs under them after spring training. There's still lingering injuries. The Nationals haven't even played a goddamn game yet because they've all got COVID or whatever it is. Like, let's give this a couple weeks before we start really making assertions about these teams. Are the Yankees going to finish 60 and 100? No. That's what their pace suggests right now, but no, they're, they're not. They're going to win 90 games, maybe 95. If they don't win the East, they're going to get a wild card, and they're going to be fine. Are the Orioles going to go 162 and 0? No. They're probably going to lose 12 of their next 13 games, and we'll be right back to where we, where we started. So don't overreact, but we can overreact, guys, because the MLB The Show 21 will be here in less than two weeks if you get early access. I don't know why you wouldn't get early access at this point. You can just download it at midnight or 12.01. Hopefully the servers don't take a poop the second the game starts. They probably will. But we've made it. I'm so proud of all of you. We've made it here. Did it take some complaining? Sure. Did I use this podcast as a avenue to vent? course (laughs) and i'm sorry if it was a little whiny but i'm sure you guys could relate to a lot of what was going on so we just hit the 30 minute mark at least of the recording before i put in my intro um so i'm gonna stop here before i just ramble on and say more bullshit i appreciate you all for listening this has been the show the podcast please follow me on twitter kdjtv611 make sure you go to youtube Find me there. Go to Twitch, twitch.tv slash kdjtv. We are taking over the internet, and I'd love, for, I'd love for all of you to be part of it. So thank you again, and I will talk to you all next week.